But then, uh, you know, uh, there comes a time in which the shallow end isn't quite cool enough. And so you've got to go to where the diving board is at, the deep end. And so I remember uh, walking down to the diving board, and there were 40 kids in line getting ready to jump off the diving board. And we're waiting in line, and we're talking to each other, and we're roughhousing, and we're playing, you know, and the guard's always like, quit doing that. And uh, my back is turned to the diving board. And we're laughing, we're cutting up, and finally, though, it came to be my turn. And I wasn't ready for it, and so I climbed up the two steps to the ladder, and I walked out very, very, very slowly. And I got to the edge. Now, it was only three to four feet, probably, from uh, me to the water, but this is what it felt like. Niagara Falls. And so I'm, I'm there, and, and everything inside of me at that point is like, it's not too late to turn back. Turn back now, or you're going to die. And in my head, I'm thinking, that's what I should do. That's the wise thing to do, to turn back. And all of a sudden, I started hearing my, my best friend and the people behind me, just jump in. Jump in! And they were, you know, they were kind of giving me some crap, to be quite honest. And, you know, I got a little bit of pride as a six-year-old at that point. And I'm like, turning around, I'm like, I will! Get off my back! And then I turn back around, and you're getting ready to do the jump. And I I get a little bit further out there. And for a six-year-old, I'm sure it probably was only 10 seconds, but it felt like 10 years. And finally, I just kind of closed my eyes, and I jumped. And guess what? I didn't die. I didn't drown. I didn't get sick. I didn't bust my head on the side or anything. And all of a sudden, I thought to myself, this is fun. This is like so cool. And I'm out in the middle of the water, you know, and I'm like going like this. And all my friends are like, get out of the way. I'm like, no, man, I just jumped off the board. And then I'm like, I'm going to just swim to the side. And I swim to the side. I got back up the ladder. And I was like, I'm ready to do it again. And I bet I jumped off that diving board 40 times that day. We just would jump in, get right back out, and keep on jumping. It was such an awesome day. But folks, I would have never known how fun it was if I didn't jump in. And that's the big idea that I want you to get this morning. And it's this. There are some things that you don't know how good they are until you just jump in. There are some things in life that you really don't know how good they really are until you just jump in. Now, there's a similar principle to this in the Bible. It's in Psalm 34, verse 8. And the Psalms are kind of the middle of the book. And 
this is what it says. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. In fact, let's just go ahead and let's say this out loud together, okay? On three. One, two, three. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, there are some things in life, folks, that that you will just never know how good they are until you just jump in. Until you taste and see. It was 1998, and I had been uh, asked by... uh, a mission organization in Tijuana, Mexico, to go down there and to see the cool things they were doing and to be a part uh, of that mission. Now, I was a pretty picky eater at that time. I've matured so much since then. Some people might not think so. but And my diet pretty much consumed of meat and potatoes. I mean, I thought a well-balanced diet was a Whopper and fries, you know? And uh, so I really wasn't into any spicy food whatsoever. And I remember the mission director, his name was Gilbert Romero, and Gilbert says, I want you to just taste and see something. And so they brought out this big dinner, and there were all these vegetables in it. I'm like, ugh, I am not going to eat that. He's like, you don't have to eat the vegetables. I just want you to taste how meat can be so much better when it's spiced up a little bit. He said, come on, just taste and see. So they put this thing on my plate, and I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I just kind of moved all the vegetables away. Then I put this spicy meat and chicken and different stuff all in there, and I wrapped it all up, and I ate it. And I loved it! In fact, Mexican food now is my favorite. I still kind of get all the vegetables out of the way. But I love the spicy food. And he said, you think that was good? Wait till you try this salsa that we have. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to eat salsa. It's too spicy. He's like, no, just taste and see. So I had this little chip. And in most Mexican uh, restaurants in Tijuana, there's no chips. But we were at a high-class place, and so there were chips. And I remember dipping it in. This is awesome! This is great! I love spicy food. But folks, I would have never realized how wonderful Mexican cuisine is if I wouldn't have just jumped in and tasted and seen. And folks, this is a principle over and over again throughout the entire Bible. I mean, there are some things in life that you will just never know how good they are until you just jump in, until you taste and see. You know, one of the key principles in the Bible is that every single person who calls on the name of Jesus, who's connected with Christ, that you are called as a minister. You're called, if you're a follower of Jesus, to be a minister. Now, the question becomes, well, what does that mean? What does that word minister actually mean? Well, it simply means this, folks. One who serves. That's it. A minister is simply one who serves. And the Bible is clear 
that everyone who's on a path and you're trying to get to know who this Jesus is and to follow Him, that you are called to be a minister. One who serves. I think they uh, went a little too fast. But it'll be funnier when we get there, I promise. Is he here? Derek. It'll get funnier. Because this time, we know where he's at. He's back there. So we'll do it here in just a second. Um, In the Bible, it's very true that we're all ministers. We're all equal. You see, folks, there is no distinction in uh, this church called the jar between you and me. When it comes to ministry, we're all equal. Now, we all have different leadership authority that's different, but we're all equal when it comes to ministry. I'm no different than you are. And that's why I don't wear a collar or other things. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that theologically, I want to be just like you guys in the sense of, where we uh, dress our clothes. I don't want there to be a theological difference between how I dress and how I look and how everyone else looks. Okay, now this is the part when you're going to laugh. Now, most people that are on this stage, they never, you know, try to wear something that differentiates them from you, except Derek. Now, let's look at this. Now, this is the thing I want to add. He wears these tight shirts with Justin Bieber on. And I've been into his office before, and all of a sudden you start hearing him go, Baby, 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 oh, my baby, baby, baby. I'm like, what are you doing? And i got to tell him all the time, Derek, you're no different than anyone else. But he says, what about when I have my Justin Bieber shirt on, you know? And then it's a little bit different. But usually, folks, everyone on this stage doesn't wear anything that elevates them above anyone else. That's why, personally, I don't like to be called reverend. That's why you call my dad, not me. I like to be called Chris or Bunch or, you know, Jen's husband or your highness. Uh, you know, whatever seems like it fits, folks, I'm good with that, you know. But if you're a follower of Christ, folks, you're a minister. And sometimes when I'm asked to teach at other churches or I'm around other pastors, they'll come up to me often and they'll say, now how many ministers do you have at the jar? Now what they're really trying to ask in that is, how many paid staff do you have at the jar? But I never answer that question. And they'll say, well, how many ministers do you have? I go, 280. (laughs) And you should see their eyes. They're like, man, I didn't know the jar was that big. But it's the truth, folks. I'm no different than you when it comes to ministry. God has called every single one of us to get in the game, to just jump in, to serve Him and to serve one another. Because the reality is, we're all called to do that. Now, it's one thing to accept that truth that, hey, you know, I'm a minister. It's quite another thing to actually act upon it, to jump in, to taste and see. I mean, you know, it takes some guts to be able to creep out to the edge of the diving board and to just say, 
I'm going to go for it and jump in. Now the question is that how, are, how am I supposed to jump? Many of you have the question, how are you going to jump? How are you going to do that? Well, on that day at the swimming pool that I went to, I jumped off the diving board, but I wasn't the only person jumping. Everybody was on the diving board jumping in. And each person jumped a little bit differently. There were some people that put their nose like this and they got out to the end and they jumped and they didn't want any water in their nose. There were others that were real graceful and they'd do this nice swan dive out into the middle. There were others that were doing the big cannonball. Cannonball! There were others that were doing the can opener, you know? If you can reach your leg when you're 40 like I am, sometimes you can't do that. But, uh, you know, you did the uh, can opener. And others went out and they did a flip. And others went out and tried to do a flip and they did a belly smacker, you know? And everybody laughs then. But everyone had to figure out what they were going to do when they got to the edge of the board. Because everyone was doing something different. Now, at first, there was a lot of experimentation on this. You would jump off and you'd just try something. You didn't have any idea if you were going to be good at it or not. I'll never forget the first time I tried to do a cannonball. And I got kind of scared when I had to do my uh, legs up, you know, and close. And I went out and bam, it hit me right on my chest. I'm pretty massive now. But... Back in the day, you know, I kind of had a bird chest. And uh, it just was all red, you know. But you just had to kind of guess what it was. But over time, you figured out what you were pretty good at. And that is the jump that you did. But at first, you just had to jump in. You just had to taste and see. You know, when you're thinking about how to jump, I think the key is, is to look at how Jesus jumped. And when Jesus came to earth, That was the key to his whole ministry, was how he jumped. He had a jumping principle that he lived by. And this is what his principle was. He said, I came to serve, not to be served. Let's read that together. I came to serve, not to be served. When you're thinking about it, of how to serve, how to volunteer, how to get in the game how to live beyond yourself, how to express yourself, you begin by realizing who you are. And I didn't know if you realize this or not, but the Bible's very clear on who you are. The Scripture says this. It says, for we are what? God's what? Masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. You are God's masterpiece. In fact, I'd like you to turn to your neighbor right now, and I'd like for you to just tell them, you are God's masterpiece. So go ahead. Now, I know some of you married couples came in here, and you're like, you're fighting in the you know, parking lot, and you're walking in here, and the kids were crying and whiny, and you're like, you're God's masterpiece. (laughs) But they are, folks. You are God's masterpiece. You're a Rembrandt. You're a Monet. 
You are a one of a kind. Now, we're grateful to God that for some of you, He only created one, you know? But you are one of a kind. You are God's masterpiece. You were created by Him, and you were to be loved by Him. And God is constantly creating something new in your life through Jesus Christ. And why is that? What did the Scripture say? So that you can do what? Good in our world. You see, God created you to do good. And He gave a call on your life for you to fulfill it. And if you don't do it, folks, no one else is going to do it. I can't do it for you. No one else can. They have called, God has called you for a particular way. And the reality is, folks, is that the Bible says this. The Scripture says this. We, what's the next word? All. What? I don't think you said that. We what? All. We all have different gifts. Each of you came because of the grace God gave of us. We all have gifts. Folks, there is no such thing as a no-gifted person. We all have gifts. In fact, the reality is these two things in life that you need to realize. The first is this. I have a gift. I have a gift. It's given directly from God to you when you connect with Christ. I have a gift. And the second thing is this. God wants you to use your gift. God wants you to use your gift. So I have a gift is a key reality of life when you're connected with Christ. And the second thing is, God wants you to use your gift. Um, How many of you got Christmas gifts this year? Okay, now, you know, everybody should raise their hand. If you didn't, you're a liar. You know, everybody got something. Everybody got some kind of gift. So how many of you got a Christmas gift? Raise your hand. There we go. There we go. Makes me feel better. Now, how many of you opened it? How many of you opened your Christmas gift? Because if someone gave you a Christmas gift, folks, and you didn't open it, that's dumb. That's like really, really dumb. I can't imagine that if you gave me a Christmas gift, and I just want you to know that several of you didn't. And I know who you are. I pray less for you. Not really, gosh. We're just we're having fun here, okay? Chuck Mox prays less for you. Not no. But I can't imagine that if you got me a Christmas gift and it was under the tree, what if I didn't open it? What if I put the tree away and I just put the gift over in the corner and summer came and finally you, you had a chance to come up and talk to me or you stopped by my house and you said, Hey, Chris, how'd you like my gift? And I said, Well, to be honest, I'm sure it's great. I just never got around to opening it. And you'd be like, What are you talking about? I'd say, Well, I just, you know, I just didn't get around to opening it. Why not? Well, well, I'm going to do it one of these days. You know, the tragedy for many people in this room right now is that God has given you a gift, folks, and you're not using it. We all have gifts. There are no gift people. There are only gifted people. And God wants you to use them. 
Now, if you would, when you walked in, in your program, uh, you had an insert that looked like this. And uh, if any of you didn't get one of these, it's really important. It's like for the rest of the show, basically. Uh, if you didn't, just raise your hand. And we got some greeters back there. They'll get you some. Um, so just raise your hand. And uh, don't feel embarrassed. Uh, but this is important. So if you would, everybody pull this out and uh, put it in front of you. Okay? So if you need one, just raise your hand. And uh, they'll get one. But everybody pull this out for a second. Put it in front of you. Now, at the top of this, it says volunteer now. And I don't know what that computer thing is beside it, but I think if you have a real expensive phone, you can figure that out. But it says volunteer now. And then at the top, it says below, you will find a list of volunteer opportunities at the jar. On the back of this card is a description of what is involved in volunteering for each opportunity. After you have looked over the list, Please fill out the information and circle the one that you have the most passion for. Now, I want to hold you up because some of you right now are already filling things out. You were the people when I was in school that I hated because you always got the A and you were done and out of the room and I was still sweating, you know, trying to figure out what did she even say. So what I want you to do is I don't want you to circle anything right now. I just want you to look at these. Children's Ministry, Hospitality Team, our Impact Middle School, Office Help, Surf Fest, Setup Team, Sound Team, Tech Team. I just want you to look at these for a second and say, you know what, I have an interest in a couple of these. Just interested. It's not committed to anything. But don't fill it out yet. And what I want to encourage you to do in just a second, we have tables that are in the back, and we're going to give you time And don't walk out the door, because we're going to lock it down. The new fire marshal and I are buddies, and uh, he told me I could do that. No, not really, okay. But don't leave, because we're not going to go long today, but we want to give everybody an opportunity to take one of these, and you can go back there, and you can ask questions, you can pick up information, but don't fill anything out yet, and we're going to give this some time. They're going to play some cool music. It's going to be like... A rave in here. It's called a rave for volunteering, okay? And so uh, that's what we want you to do. But um, some of you, you're serving in great ways. And you're passionate about stuff and you're in it. You know your thing. That's fine. Take your passion area. Let us know what that is. That's the thing we want you to be a part of. But for some of you, you're like, you know what? I I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about it. And if you're like, Chris, I don't know, what should I do? Well, no big deal. All I want you to do is to just say, you know what? I'm perfectly okay with maybe not knowing exactly what the best fit is for me right now, but I'm willing to just kind of jump in and see. You see, when I was a kid and we got to the end of the diving board, we kind of had to have a hypothesis of what we thought we might enjoy or what we might be good at. You might first do a swan dive, and you're like, man, that's my thing. Or you might say, no, 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 no. I like doing flips, and so that's it. Or you're, you know, doing a flip, and you do a belly flop, and everybody laughs, and you're like, hey, that's my thing. But you kind of do it by trial and error. And I just want you to take the time to just guess 
And you go around, you can ask questions, there are people there uh, that you can connect with. You see, sometimes what happens, folks, is that we get paralyzed by fear when we have to try something. And I know that some of you right now, even as I've been doing this, in your mind you're thinking, ah, great, he's asking me to do something. Well, I don't know if I want to do anything. I really, I'm not an outward person, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know what my fear is? My fear isn't that, folks. My fear is that you would go through your entire life and you would never jump in. You go through your entire life, go all the way to the grave, and you kind of do the church thing, but you never jump in to give yourself away and you never get the blessings that God wants to give to you because you just didn't taste and see. So today, we're not going to be paralyzed by fear. We're going to turn to God and His promise that says, I am God's masterpiece. He has a gift for me, and He wants me to use it. Now at this point, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to say a prayer, and uh, then we're going to play some music, and you guys can go back there and hang out. Now listen, it's 11.15 right now. Some of you are like, this is my chance to escape. But I'm telling you, we are not going long today at all. We did this purposely. God told me you talk enough bunch. Let people have a chance here, okay? So we're going to give you about five, seven minutes, ten minutes to, to kind of go back there, check things out. And we're going to come back, and I'm going to be done in three minutes. We're going to sing a song, and you can be at Bob Evans before anyone at the bridge, okay? <laughs> All right, that was pretty good. So, what I want you to do right now is just think about that, and uh, let's pray, and uh, we're going to ask God right now, because this is the thing I'm asking, folks. I'm not asking you to sign up for the thing that you want. I'm going to ask right now that God would give you what he's calling you to be a part of, and then just jump in. So, let's pray. God, I ask right now that you come through the power of your Holy Spirit. And that you speak to folks about exactly where you want them to jump in. Encourage them with the still, small voice. Maybe a whisper that says, just jump. Just jump in. And taste and see that the good things come when you step out and serve. God, give us the courage right now to just jump so that your name would be made great. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so take your little card and uh, go around to the tables. They're in the back. Don't let people leave. And uh, then we'll come back, okay? We're going to play some music. Isn't that right, Moore? right so he'll be back there um well i hope that checking out some of the tables helped you guys to kind of get a sense of hey you know this is a a place that i could plug into and what i want to encourage you right now and for some of you this will be a, a step of faith you know you'll just be jumping in but i'd like you to fill out your name phone email and then circle just one now i know some of you are overachievers and you want to circle tons. And if you want to serve in other ways, we're not going to tell you no. But I want you to really think about what is your one passion 
and to circle that, okay? And uh, to just kind of hold on to that for a second. Now, you're not committing to this for life, okay? One of the things that we've realized in the jar is that we never allow people to say, I'm done. So we want to give you the opportunity whenever you're ready to say, hey, I'm in, I'm ready to jump in, and that's great. And for some of you, you serve in multiple ways, and we're so thankful. But for some of you, this is a way you can jump in. And, you know, when you first jump in, sometimes it's not the right fit. And so if it's not, don't just keep doing it forever. Say, you know what, this isn't my thing. But don't just don't do anything. Try to get connected somewhere that you can jump in. Um, let me close with uh, this scripture verse. It will come up on the side screens. It's Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. It says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. In other words, folks, just jump in. Holy and pleasing to God, that is your spiritual act of worship. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. Notice, folks, that it says that you are to present yourself as a living sacrifice. Not a sacrifice that's dead, but one that's living, that is filled with God, with the Spirit, with pleasing Him. And the way that you please Him most, folks, is when you just jump in. When we started the jar, I had no clue what God was going to do. I just jumped in. And over time, He blessed us in a remarkable way. And now he's called us to jump in again with the JAR 2.0. And I just want you to know, guys, the reason why we need more volunteers is because one day we may not have just one celebration. We may have two. Or we may be in a facility that allows our kids not necessarily to be in racquetball courts all the time. And there's nothing wrong with racquetball courts. There's nothing wrong with this. But there are a lot of people in Delaware County who they don't know they're God's masterpiece. They really don't. But it's our job to do that. And for us to be able to do that, we are going to need more people who jump in and say, you know what, I'm jumping in. Just jump in. You know, Jesus said these words. He said, I came not to serve, but to be served. And the real question is, will you serve him? Will you follow him? Will you just jump in? We're going to sing a song, so if you please stand, that'd be great. And when you leave, there are two big boxes that are by the door. You cannot miss these. And I'd like you to take this and to place it in one of those boxes. And to know that God loves you, that you're his masterpiece, and he wants you to just jump in. So let's sing and let's uh, honor him uh, in this time. And I'll look forward to meeting some of you who are new uh, in the conference room.
set you up in this place. Have a great week. If you want to meet Chris and some other people here, meet and greet is in the conference room right now. So do that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.